Hi, this is Jay Baer of Convince and Convert Consulting, and welcome to the new Content Experience Show. Content Experience is the new content marketing. It's not only about reaching audiences where they are, but engaging them with personalized, useful content that matters. On the Content Experience Show, we share strategies, tips, and real-world examples of how leaders are taking their content marketing to the next level. Now, here's your hosts, Randy Frisch from Uberflip and Anna Harak from Convince and Convert Consulting. Welcome to the Content Experience Show. I am Randy Frisch from Uberflip, Anna Arax right here with me, and we have a fun one today. To be honest, Anna, I didn't really know what to expect this week because, yes, we're talking to someone about what it takes to produce a podcast, which for all of us as marketers is really interesting, but it was also about cryptocurrency, which just scares the shit out of me. So I don't, I didn't know what to expect, and and I, I never knew Jewel before, but I know his podcast partner in crime, Travis. And Travis is like, you got to be on your toes. And I would say Joel's very much the same way. Yeah, agreed. I didn't really know what to expect either. I mean, a lot of you out there probably already know Joel Calm just by name, obviously. Um, you know, he's a New York Times bestselling author. He's a keynote speaker. And he's also co-host of the Brad, Brad, Bad Cryptocurrency Podcast. Um, and so, you know, a lot of you already know him. We brought him on to to talk about his podcast and actually how to spin up a podcast because, you know, as you'll hear sort of in the beginning, a lot of people kind of forget about the audio side of content. They have a tendency to focus a lot on the written or the visual side, but podcasts, it's a massive market that is in demand. Yeah. And, and I'm, some people may be listening to this now and saying, oh, just another one of how to create a podcast that's going to work. Let's just set the bar here that Bad Crypto was started under a year ago and already has 3 million downloads. I mean, that's... 3.5 million downloads. 3.5 million, right. I think I think we had rescheduled this podcast a couple of times, so it went up by half a, half a million, right, in, in between. Uh, and that is wild. I mean, you know, we got to talk to Joel a little bit in this podcast about things like, you know, how to get something up and running in no time to take advantage of, of a trend. That's something as marketers we're all focused on. But as well, we got into some of the real interesting logistics, including how to handle sponsorship or how to promote that podcast. And I think those are things that whether you're a crypto person or not, if you're a marketer trying to figure out how to leverage podcasts, you're just going to be in awe. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, one of my favorite takeaways too, I think for anybody out there who's really thinking about starting a podcast is you'll hear this a lot from Joel and we even emphasize it. It really is about how passionate you are about a subject. And it's just at the end of the day, being yourself and really knowing what you want to talk about and sort of that vision. It's, it doesn't have to be this, you know, year long planning process. Like exactly. Randy, like you said, they spun this up in three days. It's crazy. Yeah. And not just that they, they were not necessarily experts when they started. They, I, you know, Joel kind of describes it. They were just like two goofy guys who, you know, were passionate about it. And they started to bring people on and, and now that they interact with people on a weekly basis, multiple times per week, in fact, you know, they've obviously become, you know, much more knowledgeable about the space and are now considered thought leaders. And I think that's the opportunity when you take on a podcast. I, I can tell you, Anna, for me, that's one of the things I get running Connex on a weekly basis is we get to talk to these brilliant marketers every week. We get to understand different ways to go to market. And I think, you know, my key takeaway from podcasting is that that's where the value really lies. Yeah, it's, 
honestly, podcasting is some of the most fun I've ever had in my entire career. Um, and I think you're going to hear, especially when Joel talks about this stuff, he really does come even more alive. I mean, he's already a very engaging speaker as is, but he really is very passionate about this. So Randy, what do you say we bring Joel in and have him talk about bad crypto? Absolutely. Let's roll this week's episode. I think you kicked it off. I did. Hey, Joel. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So just so um, everybody can get to know you like we know you, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm not sure how you know me, so we'll... <laughs> well, we've been able to chat a little bit. We're going to get to know each other a little more here, too. Awesome. Uh, I'm just a uh, um, guy that's been doing business online for about 23 years now. And in that time, I've written books and I've built sites and sold sites and affiliate marketing and internet marketing and blogging and podcasting and video. I've done just about everything that's not illegal, immoral or fattening. And um, right now, I'm just totally gone down the cryptocurrency rabbit hole. Yeah, you have. Um, I like how you started off um, kind of modestly there, like, oh, I'm just a guy. Um, and then you, you know, started sort of segueing into your podcast. But your podcast is wildly successful. And um, last I heard, it had over 3 million downloads, correct? It's probably over that by now. Yeah, I'd say about 3.5 million. We started in July of uh, 2017. And so a few more months, we're coming up on one year. That is fantastic. I mean, that's um, congratulations. I, I shouldn't skip over that. Um, and that's actually what we wanted to talk to you about today was, you know, a lot of times when people talk about creating a content experience and they talk about their content marketing plans, they leave out podcasting and podcasting is actually still massive. There's still a huge audience for it. It's gaining in popularity, but it seems like we kind of forget about this piece. Do you kind of agree with that? Do you feel people kind of skip over the importance of podcasts? I think they either skip over the importance of it or they are um, not aware of just how relevant podcasting is and uh, what a great way it is to get your message out. And before we we go into like what I mean, first of all, this podcast has been so successful, and I'm I'm talking, of course, about both of our podcasts, but especially yours with the number of downloads. And maybe you can talk though about what the goals for a podcast could be or should be, um, you know, more broadly, but as well in in the case of what you've been able to accomplish over the last year on the crypto market. Well, you know, content is content. I've been a content creator for so many years now, and there's so many ways to deliver that content. You know, there's the the written word on your blog, there's micro blogging on Twitter and using other social sites, there's video, there's live video, and then of course there's the spoken word, which is, uh, you know, I refer to podcasting usually as spoken, though there are video podcasts. And it's just finding um, a, a way to communicate what it is you want to say to your audience in a way that they want to consume it. And this is uh, this is not my first rodeo. I've actually had five or six, I would say, other podcasts that I have done over the years um, and with varying degrees of success, but none of them even remotely coming to the success levels that the Bad Crypto Podcast has hit. And so it's just a matter of the right 
message, the right content delivered the right way to the right audience at the right time. And uh, that's, that's where you get the magic. So, you know, just to get a little bit deeper there, because when I talk to some marketers sometimes and they're debating, should we do a podcast? Should we not? And back to that idea of goals, I think a lot of them who are very focused on things like lead gen or, you know, connecting with audiences after the podcast, they struggle there, right? Because, you know, as great as podcasts are to listen to and get educated, there's not always that opportunity to engage with your audience or understand your audience too well. Uh, How have you been able to set the goals that you're looking for and match, you know, whether it's ROI or justification for what you've done. How do you approach it from that way? You know, for me, business has always been more organic than planned. Uh, you know, I just do what it is I want to do. If I, I believe that if you follow your passion and allow your creativity to come forth and do what's interesting, then that's how the magic always happens. And if I look over my career, again, 23 years, all of the the unicorns, the big successes that I've had have come from that. And this was just a result of uh, myself and my uh, my co-host and friend, Travis Wright, who's a leading marketing technologist, just having conversations about crypto and him sending me a message one day and saying, when are we going to do the Joel and, and Travis, you know, crypto show? And he was saying it jokingly, um, sarcastically. And I said, I got an idea. Let's let's just let's take our conversations and uh, let's make them public and see what people think. So this wasn't something that was like, okay, we're going to plan this for months. No, it took two days, literally two days. July 16th is when he sent me the text. We had a conversation within 30 minutes. I said, I got an idea. Within two days, the name was selected. The uh, domain was registered. The WordPress blog was set up. The logo was created. Social profiles were set up on Twitter and Facebook. And we had our Libsyn account. The first episode was released on July 18th. We just took action on something that we were excited about. It's so cool because I, I actually ran into Travis Uh, I remember it was at Content Marketing World, which is always at the beginning of September. And to your point, it had been two months, I guess, since you guys had gone live. And he had said to me, he's like, this is blowing up. Um, and Travis, you know, I feel like anything he does blows up, but you know, he said it's, it's like nothing he had ever seen before, just as you're, you're speaking to Joel. Yeah, it was, it was great fun and it remains great fun. He and I just, uh, the, the chemistry and, uh, the attitude that we brought to the show was something that was needed, uh, at the time. I, I hope that it still is needed. And we also managed to time it by, you know, no brilliance of our own, uh, just so happened that our enthusiasm for crypto took off right before crypto started to hit this last wave, you know, last year. And so um, good timing. So it sounds like a couple of things were really key to the monumental success you've been experiencing. The first thing that comes to mind when you were talking about it was passion. Obviously, you two are talking about something you both have a fiery passion for. Um, what else kind of goes into that blend of success? What do you think really was some of the components that were responsible for the podcast taking off like it did? Well, you know, we are both seasoned marketers and entrepreneurs. And I think that everything that you do as a business person, successes and especially your failures add to your skill stack. And as that, uh, you know, things that you're able to do. And so, you know, we both understood broadcasting. I've actually got, you know, we both have radio 
backgrounds and we've both done podcasting before we've both created content and we're you know at ease behind the microphone we also understand the technology needed to produce a show you know in the beginning we would record um, on Zencaster and then I would produce the you know the show I said hey let's try this music and let's use this royalty free music and let's buy rights to this and let's put this thing together and I set up the Libsyn account and you know know enough technologically that um, you know I can do it without breaking all the things and uh, you know and we put the thing together and so all of these skills that you know we had developed along the road end up becoming useful for this project fantastic for those out there who maybe don't have that extensive background in podcasting and even broadcast or maybe even you know kind of know exactly where to start what are some of the bare minimum things you think are absolutely essential um, for starting a podcast, like just anybody out there who's looking to dip their toes in, you know, whether it be the technology, the platform to record, or even sort of topic selection, what are, what's just the bare minimum people need to get started? Well, if you're not super excited about doing it in the first place, then don't do it. You know, there's always people asking, well, what should I podcast about? If you don't have, you know, the notion to talk about something and share your message with an audience, then you need to kind of let the process take place until you have a passion for something. But if you know, hey, I want to talk about this and I'm willing to talk about it to one person or to one million people, then you just need to take action on doing it. It's really easy to set up a podcast these days. You know, we uh, we initially used Libsyn, uh, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com for our distribution because it helps you get into, you know, iTunes and Stitcher. It got us into Spotify and, and uh, Google Play. Um, and, uh, you know, if you can't do artwork yourself, then, you know, you hire out somebody to do the design for your covers, get a website set up that you can post your episodes and away you go. I think, you know, uh, Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas both have great courses on um, podcast 101 type stuff. This is great advice, Joel. I feel like we just wrote the blog post for how to get a podcast up in three days, which uh, (laughs) one of the three of us is probably going to spin out right after this. But in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break, hear from some of the sponsors on this podcast. Maybe we'll talk about how you get sponsors onto a podcast right after this. This episode of the Content Experience Show is brought to you by Lightboard, a new kind of graphic design team dedicated to B2B marketing. Have you ever struggled with flaky freelancers or expensive agencies? Lightboard's the answer. At Convincing Convert, we've worked with them for the last couple of years, and we love Lightboard. We we turn to them to make eBooks, banner ads, logos, and even our holiday card. They have experienced designers and account managers who take the time to know and understand our brand, and they knock it out of the park every time. They're quick and easy to work with, and they deliver great quality with super reasonable pricing. We highly recommend checking out lightboard.io slash convince for graphic design. Save yourself some time and thank us later. Again, that's lightboard.io slash convince. Hey friends, it's Jay Bear. Imagine experiencing all the awesome that is Connex, but live. Everything you love about this podcast, but for two days in three dimensions in a beautiful theater in Toronto this year. 
August, you're going to hear from the best speakers about content marketing at Connex, a truly intimate networking experience with 750 marketers. I'm the co-producer of this event organized by my friends at Uberflip, and we're going to bring together brilliant strategists and brand marketers from all over the industry in Toronto. It's August 20th through the 22nd. Every single session is a keynote. The speakers have been handpicked by me. They include Andrew Davis, Scott Stratton, Tamson Webster, Amy Landino, and leaders from DocuSign, 3M, Blue Wolf, Pardot, and more. Get your ticket today at connex.uberflip.com. That's connex.uberflip.com. Use the promo code podcast to save $50 off your ticket. I will see you in Toronto. We're back here on Connex and we've got Joel Com talking about podcasts, something that we are doing, creating right now. And you just heard some of our sponsors. So it's, it's a good segue, Joel, to talk about sponsorship. And as you said, not every podcast people do is going to be hugely successful. It doesn't mean it's not insightful and targeted to the right niche. But when you do take off, you have the opportunity to engage with a very large audience and often a targeted audience. Maybe you can speak about how you've approached sponsorships um, both getting them, dividing your time between you know selling space and creating great content. You know, we again found the the right mix of content with a um, a, a sponsorship group that really needed an outlet. You know, we're in the cryptocurrency space; it's very niched, very target market. Uh, you've got a lot of shows out there that take sponsorships from uh, general sponsors. You know, it's not unusual to be listening to a show about travel and hear you know sponsorship from audible.com you know or, or some job service or whatever but we don't take sponsorships from um, from general services we take them specifically from cryptocurrency companies those that have websites as those that are going to be conducting uh, coin offerings token offerings for their business for their crowdfunder and so we have actually we we have sponsors for regular shows that get like you know a 30 60 second show Shout out, but we do one episode each week that's called our Crypto Spotlight episode. And these are 15 minute interviews with companies that are using some sort of token, some sort of digital money or cryptocurrency to uh, both crowdfund their project and in the execution of their project. And so we vet these projects through our team to determine if this appears to be a legitimate project. And then they are able to pay us in cryptocurrency um, in order to have that on the show. And and we are always very clear with our audience at the beginning of every Crypto Spotlight, we tell them that exactly what I've just told you, and that we are being compensated and that we never make any recommendations because we're not financial advisors, which has kind of become a running gag on the show. We say it almost every episode in some way. and uh, But this gives us an opportunity to monetize the program while creating fantastic content that our audience loves that's really cool and I'm, I'm just curious with you know that that need to go and find them i mean obviously you guys have hit an incredible amount of downloads and interest so i'm sure that the sponsorships are coming to you at this point but what was it like in those first few months before it took off even though again it took off very quickly 
Yeah, it did take off pretty quickly. And once we set, realized that this was a legitimate model, I started reaching out. I believe Travis did too to some companies that we spotted that we thought they had interesting projects. And uh, and we pitched them. We said, you know, here's the show. We'd love you to consider being on. Here's how we uh, here's how we run this. And uh, it didn't take long. It really didn't. Uh, you know, I think we figured this out six, eight weeks in. And that's when we started doing the, um, the spotlight episode. Uh, and you know, it's not been difficult since that time. They, uh, people email us or contact us virtually every day asking how they can be on the show. That's awesome. And we have to turn away, you know, usually you don't like turning away people that are waving money in your face, but if their project doesn't seem interesting to us, or if we think, you know, it smells like a scam because, you know, in any, um, industry those exist, right? Surprise, surprise. Um, or if we don't think it'll resonate with our audience or if it's in a particular niche that we don't, you know, really want to deal with, you know, we turn away some potential sponsors and, uh, it's, it's easy to do when you have enough quality sponsors coming your way. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I mean, uh, I, I'm not deep in the crypto world at all, but there's, and I'm Canadian, so I, I'm seeing different ads perhaps than some of you, but uh, there's been a great one on uh, TV lately for, I think it's CoinSquare that uh, talks about how, you know, don't be fooled by all these imposters. And it's it's actually a pretty good TV, t- TV bit, but uh, it, it definitely rings true with what you're saying. You got to make sure as the one delivering content that you're weeding out those those shady characters. Yeah, for sure. It's nice to be able to get to a point where you can select your sponsors and really, you know, make sure it aligns with the content of your show. So Joel, as you were talking about before, in addition to sponsorships, another hugely sort of successful part of what you've been able to accomplish is the promotion side. So let's talk a little bit about that. Because you'd mentioned, you know, within three days, you'd kind of spun up, you know, the podcast, but then also had all of the social profiles going. What exactly goes into your promotion plan? So once you create the show and you get it all edited and re, you know ready to go, how do you actually get it out there? Uh, so once the show comes out, what we do is we put it on our blog at badcryptopodcast.com, and then it gets shared out. You know, We have uh, a custom cover image that is made for each episode, and then um, that gets shared out to Twitter and to LinkedIn uh, and to Facebook, of course. We also have a Facebook page, but more importantly than that, very early on, we started developing a community on Facebook at the Bad Crypto Mastermind. And this is a a closed group that we require people to answer a few questions before they come in. And one of those questions of, do you agree to read and adhere to the terms of the group? Well, uh, this really weeds out a lot of the spam. And so we've got over 7,000 people that are in that group. And it's the most active part of our community. Um, And so people uh, always discover new episodes episodes coming in through there. We've done a little bit of advertising on Facebook, but not a ton. Most of the success of the show has really come from word of mouth. We've not really done press releases or too much other content. We used to put our show on YouTube and for reasons that YouTube won't explain to us, our account got closed a couple months ago with uh, absolutely no strikes against us and no warning and no reply from them. So uh, the evil corporate monster censors at at YouTube um, didn't like us for whatever reason. 
season. Uh, but yeah, you know, we also have a telegram group that we've got about 3,500 people in and, and they chat there and word of mouth is still the greatest way to, uh, to market. You know, it's, it's true viral marketing. If you've got a message so compelling that others want to share it for you, then you've uh, achieved marketing nirvana. Nice. You almost have just sort of an entire community of advocates who are really sharing the the podcast for you. And really, it's very, very organic, which is super impressive. Well, it's a fun show. It's, you know, where it, it, cryptocurrency can be something that uh, is really difficult for people to wrap their heads around. And at the time we came on the scene, there was, you know, the shows that were out there were great shows, but they were above a lot of people's heads. And so we came along and said, hey, we're just two goofballs that are fascinated with crypto. And we're going to talk about it here and try to inform you. And, and we're going to be entertaining because that's just naturally who we are and uh, come along on this ride with us. And that just really resonates with people uh, because they don't understand. I honestly can't think of a better way to close out um, this podcast than what you had just said. I feel like that really hits the nail on the head about just being yourself and, um, you know, going out to entertain people and just talking about things you're genuinely passionate about. Um, Joel, thank you so much for joining us today. We would love to have you stick around for just a few more minutes so that we could ask you a couple of personal questions. So now that we've gotten to know podcasting Joel, we'd like to know human Joel. So if you'd stick around, we're going to take a quick break and then ask you a couple questions. All right, Joel, we're back here for our last little segment, and we always like to get to know our guests. So we've, we definitely know you're into podcasts, but uh, maybe we could get to know what are you listening to from a podcast perspective when it's not a crypto podcast? Oh, that's such a great question. I have a real uh, eclectic um, podcast roster of things. I actually don't listen to business shows at all, which you know might be really surprising and, and shocking to people. My interests um, go towards sometimes the, the political realm, sometimes the spiritual realm. I've got uh, I'm a big uh, computer gamer, always have been, and so you know I've got a couple shows in that realm that I enjoy listening to. I like Mike Rowe, the way I heard it. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty. If you were to scroll through my uh, my podcasts that I have, you'd probably be like, really? That's I didn't expect that. So, so what would be your breakdown of from, from a media engagement between listening to podcasts and watching TV, Netflix, Amazon Prime, you name it? Like if you had to go audio versus visual, what's your breakdown? Well, uh, you know, it depends what you're doing. You know, for me, I listen to podcasts when I'm exercising. So, I, you know, I like to go out for a walk. I live in beautiful Denver, Colorado. It's a sunshiny day today. When we're done recording this, I'm going to put my walking shoes on and go out and I'll pull up, you know, recent podcasts and I will listen uh, as I walk. Whereas if you're going to watch something, you know, it's it's got to be, you've got to be in front of something. You can't, you know, it has to be 
be actively watching what, you know, whatever's on the screen. Nice. Okay. And so and I think it takes a lot more to produce video as well than it does, uh, you know, audio. All right. So, so we need to get a picture of you in terms of what you're watching when you're sitting down. So on Netflix these days or prime, whatever it is, yeah. what is your go-to? What do, what are you uh, binging these days? Um, I'm actually binging through breaking bad for the third time right now. Such a <laughs> the third time, such an amazing show. It'll probably be the last time, you know, cause once you start getting familiar and remembering the storylines and everything's spoiled. Uh, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. It is really endlessly rewatchable though. You say it's your last time watching it, but it is, it is really good. Maybe not. I'm waiting for the next season of Ozark to, uh, to come on Netflix. Oh, that got so brutal. Is there going to be another season? I think so. It ended on a pretty big cliffhanger. Oh yeah, it's it's coming back. Nice. That show was actually really good. That that show kind of balanced the craziness of Breaking Bad with you know and and, and kind of what's the one uh, with the guy from Friday Night Lights, uh, Bloodline? Is that what it is? I haven't watched it yet. I've heard. It, to me, it's not in between the two of those because Bloodline to me was a little too sad at times. Whereas, you know, Breaking Bad is amazing, but it's a little sensational. You know, Ozark sat right in the middle there for me. And I think, um, you know, Arrested Development is probably the the smartest um, series uh, sitcom that's ever been on. And, and if anybody if like people are out there watching Big Bang Theory, I'm like, oh, my gosh, turn that you know, pablum off. If you want smart comedy, that's just wickedly funny. Go watch Arrested Development instead. Go watch Scrubs. Go watch Community. Watch something that actually engages your brain. There was actually, um, a, a, there's a video on YouTube of Big Bang Theory without the laugh track. And if you don't understand just how unfunny it is, go watch it without the laugh track. And you'll be like, I can't believe that anybody is laughing at this. I, I, yeah, I have to agree. I fully defend anybody's right to watch it and love it, but I, I don't, I don't get it. But you know, again, I fully defend everybody's right to watch it. That's right. Free, freedom of viewing, freedom of uh, bad judgment. <laughs> so, so, the, so what I've taken away from this, from this get to know you is we've got to find a podcast for you starring Jason Bateman because you're, you know, Ozark fan, you're Arrested Development fan. We just got to find his podcast. Dude is super talented. Yeah. And, and I'll bet he'd be really cool to hang out with. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's at the cryptocurrency. Maybe. Yeah. Jason Coin. <laughs> yeah, Jason Coin. I think Bitcoin is better. Oh, yeah. Sounds sounds very cryptic. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Joel, this has been amazing. Uh, thanks so much for, for sharing with us. Maybe you can just let people know where to find your podcast. A bad com available on all the channels where you would expect to find podcasts, except for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. The little stab at the end from Joel. This has been great uh, for everyone who's listened and enjoyed this podcast. Just like Joel outlined, we can be found pretty much anywhere. We haven't even tried YouTube. I don't know, Anna. Maybe we'd get pulled off. But you know, check us out on Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iTunes, anywhere you go, even down to Google Play in our case. Uh, you, know, you can find us. And please leave a review when you do find that podcast as to what we can do to make this more engaging. Until next time, I'm Randy Frisch from Uberflip. Anna Iraq has been by my side from Convince to Convert. And this has been The Connect Show. 
This is Jay Bear, and thanks for listening to the Content Experience Show. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentexperienceshow.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. That's contentexperienceshow.com. The Content Experience Show is sponsored by Convince and Convert Consulting and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show, just go to convinceandconvert.com.